Zach Burton and the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Like I told my last wife, I says, honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. Pork Chop Express and take his advice on a dark and stormy night, all right? When some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks at crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bill Brasky Fancast. Tonight on the show, we're going to be joined by a whole host and variety of people. But once again, steering the ship himself, the pirate, the captain, the leader of the captain pirate shit. JB, how are you, sir? What's up, everybody? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Also joining us tonight is GNR Liars. GNR Liars, how are you, sir? Very well. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. Oh, yeah. Shalom. Shalom, Mikhail. Uh, tonight on the show, we're going to be discussing a variety of topics and things. Uh, first thing that we wanted to address was um, where's wasted? Um, we're scared. Uh, we've been looking everywhere we can for ways to. We've messaged them on PlayStation. We've messaged them on the forums. Uh, I contacted the local KFC in Taiwan. They haven't seen them in a few months, um, which is a little nerve nerve wracking. Um, there's also, if you coincide the dates that Wasted uh, left the forum, and uh, that submarine, uh, the U.S. submarine, uh, magically hit the mountain curb and uh, was right around the time Chinese were doing war drills. Uh, yeah, it's about the same date. So uh, there's some concern. Uh, what are you guys feeling? Well, um, there there was rumors going around, floating around um, the interwebs that um, Wasted was an agent for um, M6 or M2, whatever. Well, one's a highway, isn't it? One's a, what's, what's the other one? But what's the secret service in Britain? MI5. MI5. MI6, yeah. MI6, yeah. M6, that's the highway, isn't it? I think so. Anyway, um, so uh, there was rumors that he was part of the uh, MI5 or 6, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's also, there was also some speculation that uh, he had died. So, you know, it, I, it's a mystery for me. It's a mystery. I, I, I'd love to know the answer, but as of right now, it's a big mystery. JB? Well, I let the mystery be. That's what I have to say. You've let it go? No, I I mean I could I tend to to think that you know, I've known wasted on the forum since like 2006 and I've seen him come and go, so I I think it's a non-story, but um, letting there be a mystery is more exciting. So I'll just let let the conspiracy theories like go. That's more fun. Well, you know, what hurts me is he told me that like he's like, hey, Brasky, I'm going to be only away for maybe, you know, 
six weeks. I said, okay, buddy, because you know what? He's co-host of the show. Him and uh, Gene are liars. They're supposed to be part of every show. That's how much I enjoy them. That's how much chemistry I think we have. And uh, he went way past that deadline. And uh, it just seems like right now it'd be a perfect opportunity to shitpost. And there's nobody better at shitposting that I've ever seen in my life than Wasted. He does do it well. He does do it well. What was the what was the time? Uh, when did he leave? It was shortly before Halloween, right? Yes. Okay, so well, six weeks would bring us to right now, actually, wouldn't it? I don't know. He just, I mean, I remember he played a mafia. He signed up for mafia, and then he just, like, wasn't on the forum. Yeah, but that's just, uh, I don't know, man. It's something, something's off. He was seemed really invested this time around being on the forum. But at other times, he gets bored. He wants to walk away from it. He wa- he wants to try different things. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think our I think our boy Wasted might be uh might be uh might be in some issues. But we'll, we'll find out. But do here, here's the deal, guys. Do, do you think the neighbor has anything to do with it? No, I think the neighbor. He had a terrible diet. He did. He told. He, he did. He did say he ate sometimes McDonald's three times a day, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Carl's Jr. Like all the time, and like just he didn't seem. I. I mean, I. I found it hard to believe. I kind of always thought he was playing a character. Nobody could eat like that much garbage, but right. But maybe. I don't know. I oh, he's sort I'm, of a mystery to me, you know. I, I mean, can assure I know, you that wasn't a character. That he I was know eating. you, I know you guys. You know, like I've seen, I've seen pictures of you of what I believe is you guys, and I've talked to you guys <laughs> on the on the phone, and and you know uh, maybe maybe I know you guys on other social media and stuff. But wasted is always just he's just a picture of of. Uh, you know, fucking uh, Charlie Sheen to me, right? He did. He did like his drink too. I mean, he was, uh, yeah. Well, he lived up to his name, right? <laughs> right? I mean, wasted was wasted. I mean, what we already consider a missing persons, and maybe we should, uh, you know, we should branch out and try to see if we can get more investigations into this. So, any uh, anyone on the interwebs that's, uh, you know, into this kind of shit, like Atlas, you know, we're we're reaching out to you. Or Rio. how about a honey trap? Oh no! What's a honey trap? Oh God! You know, we like you. You get like some Carl's Jr. and like a handle of vodka. And you see if it it draws his attention. That that might work. I mean, seriously, you know it's going to be funny next week, guys, on the show. We're gonna we're gonna talk to ET and figure out if he's going to uh, man up or not. This week on the show, we decided that ET, you know, he needed a little bit of a break. We love him, uh, but next week we're going to find out if uh, that boy's going to uh, shoot his load in a whore and feel better about himself, or uh, if he's just going to cower out and uh, you know refund the money to the uh, wonderful listeners of the uh, fat cast and the uh, board members. Is that what we decided? I mean, I know we were talking about that last week. Uh, is that what we decided what we're going to do with the money is, is just refund everybody. Instead well, of- I donated like most of the money, so it's not going to be that hard to do a refund okay. to myself. Right. You know what I mean? 
Um, and, well, listen, we're, we're tired of you complaining to you. Face kicker donated a lot, and that like made me want to donate, you know, twice as much as him. And then a bunch, a lot of other people donated small amounts. So, uh, I. I I don't want to feel weird. I I'm happy to give people refunds. Um, but it would be so much cooler what, if somebody banged a, a whore. That would I know, be, but like <laughs> I don't understand them, dude. I can't fix them. I can't fix them. Dude. Some I, people you just can't reach. Can you have what we had here today? <laughs> What's <laughs> the next? This is what he wanted. So you get what we had here last week, which is <laughs> he wants it. Well, <laughs> he, he gets, gets it. it. <laughs> I don't like it any more than you. Rose's content for the week, everyone. The funny thing, this show is supposed to originally be uh, Franz was going to be on, and I know it's like 4 o'clock in the morning where Franz is and he was going to try really hard, and we appreciate him editing the show and doing everything he does. But I can't get, he's not responding at the moment. Uh, Fear the Juggalo, once again, uh, mysteriously had to work. So, everyone bailed out on the show. Miser's supposed to be on, but he's off, I think, jerking off in a corner. Um, it, it's just been a weird show so far, but JB coming in for the fucking save is always good. Yeah, uh, glad to be you, here. So what, what are you guys getting ready to do? Like, I know Christmas is coming up next week. You got all the shopping done, this and that. Does anyone, uh, like, for instance, uh, my dad's going to be cooking a nice prime rib. I'm really looking forward to that. Prime rib? Oh, yeah. Oof. Nice, buddy. Nice. Oh. We're, uh, I, I've, done my, I've done my shopping. I finished today, so I don't really have anything to do. Um, plus, it's fucking cold outside, so I don't want to go outside. Um, my wife is off work, so she's going to be home with the kids. But other than that, man, it's just a standard week for me. Uh, you, I, went to a, I went to a party tonight. I, I shopped today, and uh, I went to a party tonight and just getting home. And uh, I'm looking forward to – I'm going to have a, a kidless Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. So, uh, me and my girlfriend are going to go to the casino. She doesn't have her kids. I don't have my kids. So we're going to do like adult, adult Christmas and like go to the casino and, and like party. Casinos open on Christmas. Uh, well, we're going to go to the casino Christmas Eve. Right. And, uh, and then we're going to like, sleep in Christmas morning. I haven't fucking slept in Christmas morning in fucking, tw- you know, 17 years. Right. My fucking kids wake up at like, you know, 449 or something on Christmas morning, <laughs> ready to open their presents, you know. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen, I've been informed that we're going to be getting joined by the legend himself, 
the man who's been doing all the artwork and like uh, cool video shit behind the scenes for the fat cast since day one. Friends, we here in about five minutes, just running a little bit behind tonight. And also, folks, uh, Miser's either done jerking off or Amanda's dead. Uh, Miser will be here also within five minutes. Just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. Um, so, uh, gentlemen, uh, sounds like uh, Christmas plans are good. Um, how crazy is COVID in your area? My area right now, it is fucking popping like it's hot, all right? I mean, they're just like, for instance, my son the other day was exposed to some child that had COVID. Uh, so my son got a nice two-week vacation from school. Just be like, yep, <laughs> you know, it's got to uh, test clean two weeks. Well, um, my kids are off now. Um, they're, they're, their uh, Christmas break started on Friday. So that's good because it's just like you. It's going mental here again. Um I mean, we're not so bad. Like other places in Canada, it's it's. I I hear it's spiking pretty rapidly, whatever. But we're not so bad here. Actually, we're doing pretty good right here. But it's if it's if it's happening in other places, it'll happen here. So I don't know. Um, I'll probably go get a booster shot. I guess I don't know. We'll oh, see. I know. Oh, oh, that's a that's a hot take. You're getting the booster, are you? Uh, probably, yeah. I, I don't give a fuck, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's. Hey, listen. I need I need someone to fucking test this shit out. So if you want to be the guinea pig to test it out, God bless you. I got no hate towards you. Uh, hello. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? We're, we're on the fat cast that you were you requested to be on. Get get your mic fixed. Yeah. Um. No. Hey, how you doing, JB? How you doing? Hello. Hey. Hey, guys. Oh. Hey, Blazer. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, listen, guys, I'm not going to really, like, I'm not going to be on. Like, my, like I told you, I have a relative in the hospital with COVID, so I'm kind of, like, not feeling it. When I wrote you earlier, he wasn't admitted yet. So he's right. admitted? Yeah, he got, he, what happened was um, he was having a cough and whatnot, and then his oxygen started going low. Um, so what do you call it? He was in the hospital, now they've admitted him. And now my sister hasn't heard from him in a few hours, so she's getting nervous because... What happened was she hasn't been able to get in touch with the doctor. She's not vaccinated, so she can't even go over there. So, right. yeah, his oxygen dropped down to 92. And um, the last that's thing I heard was... That's not too bad, buddy. Yeah, that, but... 92 is not too bad. I mean, it was if it's above fucking 85, he's fine. Um, does that, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Oxygen, your, your blood oxygen level. It, it means oh. how much oxygen is getting to your organs and things like that, like the percentage of it. Um, 92 is fine, dude. Yeah, but I mean, I saw her, she sent me a picture of him. He didn't look good. Also, uh, from what she was told, even with the um, nasal tube in, he was still his oxygen was still low despite the nasal tube in. That's the so, thing. How old is he? This part He's of my ignorance here, like, but I guess one hundred would be optimal. Yeah, a hundred or like ninety-seven or anything like above ninety-six is optimal. Okay. All right. Fair. Okay. You know, and then any, anything um, below 88 is considered, like, dangerous. That's when you start getting brain damage. Um, so, but 86, 96 and above is considered, like, the optimal range. But, yeah, no, she hasn't heard from him in a few hours. She's, like, a wreck. She can't even go over there, like I said, because she's not vaccinated. Um, and he didn't look good when she sent me the picture of him. That he, I guess he took one. He looked, like, very gaunt and very sickly looking. Um, and he's 31 to answer your question, by the way. He mean him are a week apart. Wow. Yeah, so, and like I said, uh, she said that he was, his oxygen was still low despite having a nasal uh, tube. Like, he doesn't have the tube down the throat, but he has the tube up the nose. I hope he's okay. Yeah, so it kind of dampened my mood. I can all, you know, no offense to everybody. 
Well, my, right. in all honesty and this and that, we understand you can't be on the show tonight. We wish you the best, your family the best. And, yeah, uh, no, please don't, please don't take it personally. It's just it no, really, no, 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 like, no. We do, my Miser, I wasn't aware of that situation, so we're good, brother. Yeah. Uh, hope your family's the best. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and hope uh, your, your cousin feels better. Okay. You too, and th- thanks a lot, and JB, and everybody. Uh, happy holidays, and uh, you know, best of love to your families. Okay. Yeah, you too. All right, thanks. I'll, I'll be on next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay. Jesus Christ. What a class wow. act. You know, the problem with Miser is he's so fucking likable. <laughs> like, you know, he might murder somebody and you might be fucking like going on trial. Like, oh, yeah. So you were friends with him. But you're going to be like, yeah, but he had class. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a likable guy. I like Miser. Yeah, I like Miser. That's too bad. Yeah, to I don't know. I don't know if I would say he's a likable guy, but I like him. He's a classy guy. I mean, he might wish you getting uh, raped by a gang of niggers, but I mean, he's he's a classy guy. He'll he, he'll wish you get raped by a gang of niggers, but in the most polite way. You know, it's it's something you don't see these days. <laughs> Fucking horrible, man! Jesus Christ! What? He he wishes gang rape upon Axel's old wife, but he does it in such like a nice and sweet way. Like it's not like, hey, I hope that bitch gets you know fucking thrown out in the corner. He's like, you know, I hope fucking that dumb whore gets what she really likes, and you have to watch and you have to enjoy. Oh, so he also hopes that Axel is old, like got off on it. He wanted yeah. everyone to. He wants everyone to come. You know. JB understands. JB gets where I was going. Fucking yeah, he's he's rooting for everyone in that situation to be happy. Okay, all right. <laughs> 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 I just can't. France is going to be in here any second. And he's going to walk into like. Uh, so what have you guys been talking about? Uh, gang rape. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, gang rape and miser, and how miser wants everyone to be happy in the gang rape, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that the point of a gang? And, you know, and people say Miser's racist, but you know, he always makes sure there's a nigger involved. He always <laughs> makes sure that the black guy's getting laid. Okay, <laughs> so no matter how racist you think he is, he always has that guy getting taken care of. I know my like uh, my jokes are like segregationist. I like don't have I don't joke about the blacks, so they don't get any representation. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, that's racist for you not to make a joke about a plot. And the fact that Miser not only makes jokes about niggers, that he really, really, really invests into the nigger jokes. Like, that shows he cares about a community and a people. Like, he wants to show, hey, I recognize you. That's it's pretty nice. Jesus. What? Oh, wow. You know, Jesus was a nigger, right? Stop, stop it. What are you talking about? Have you ever seen? Oh, if you go to go to the fucking Middle East, look at Yasser Arafat. How would you describe him? Would you describe him as Brad Pitt or nigga looking? <laughs> Jesus, man, stop it! I'm just <laughs> saying. Oh, it's you, too much. But if you look at it, like look at it, where he's from, like Jesus looks like a fucking nigga. I mean, here's the deal. That's cool. I feel like I wish I did. I'm a pasty fucking white guy. I burn like a son of a bitch on the sun. I wish I was darker skinned. My melatonin sucks. All right. So um, that was good for a laugh. Um, Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah. Well, I, maybe I should say happy Kwanzaa. Yeah, and Boxing Day. I don't forget you Canadian bastards. Yeah, Boxing Day. That's that's like our uh, 
that's like our Black Friday for you guys. Like it's uh, it's a hell of a deal on uh, Boxing Day. <laughs> to all the minorities where you live, Rob, your department stores on that day too. Jesus, Brasky. <laughs> You're out of control. <laughs> Is this how you commemorate the birth of baby Jesus? Let me tell you guys a little story about JB. Right. I my uh, my second kid, the football star, he was born on Christmas, and we were at the hospital on Christmas, and there was we had this new baby, and there were Christmas lights out looking out the window. There were Christmas lights everywhere, and like that's the true meaning of Christmas, man. A baby child is born. The love. Love of a baby child can save you in this wicked, hard world. You know, that's how, how, how Jesus metaphorically, metaphorically saved us all. Oh, man, I heard some, a good, some good shit on the radio tonight. Some Christmas song I'd never heard before. It was by, like, I don't know if it was Boys to Men or New Edition. It was from some uh, black boy band from the 90s and they were singing about baby jesus and it was it's good stuff we're gonna i'm gonna look it up and then we'll have living color. Ed, they'll have the we'll have them edited in right here that's great so you look that up and you tell us and then we'll make sure we get that edited in my question is you guys were talking about baby jesus which we all love baby jesus six pounds seven ounces you know you know rocking out the free bird we love you baby jesus that's not the question but you know Baby Jesus was born in a manger, correct? Yeah. So okay. So, so was 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 there animals there, like you know, donkeys and goats? Oh boy, there were. Okay. Now, were there people like Ragnar there? Were there gypsies there? If they were, what was, were. What was happening to these goats and these fucking donkeys? There is were that what gypsies Ragnar is right there. now. Is Ragnar going around to fucking mangers? Created by people and just raping goats. Is that where he is? Where, where, well, where is that gypsy? But don't you guys understand how offensive that is to Ragnar to call him a gypsy? He's fucking a gypsy. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck am I supposed to call him? Watch out, donkeys. There's going to be some danger in the manger with Ragnar. <laughs> 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 this Saturday <laughs> on pay per view. <laughs> Danger in the manger. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and now for the main event. In this corner, <laughs> the gypsy. <laughs> I don't even know. Pig I fucker. <laughs> the goat fucker weighing in at a paltry 115 pounds because he's poor and can't afford any food and he's a gypsy hide your mothers hide your sisters everybody and his opponent weighing in at 13 pounds the goat <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, The Legend, one of the original FatCast members and still a FatCast team member. Franz, can you hear us? I um, definitely can hear you guys. Franz, welcome me? to the show. Hey, uh, man, thanks. Sorry for being late, man. No worries. So, folks, we got JB Franz, and uh, we were just talking, Franz, about how Ragnar is out raping goats. And... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> we just were getting ready. Uh, before then, we uh, we were seeing if uh, anyone else was going to be on the show. Uh, I heard Willie might be on the show a little bit later, which is good. And uh, we're just going around. So how are you? What's going on in your world of GNR? Well, first of all, I, I'm i late because I, uh, I, I, I felt kind of tired. So I thought, uh, let's sleep for a few hours. So I set my alarm, but apparently I set it one hour wrong. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, four five four forty five. My alarm went off, and uh, yeah, so I rushed down downwards, and uh, yeah, that's why I'm late. So, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, well, what's going on in the world of GNR? Not fucking much, I guess. Yeah, fucking anything? Nothing? No fucking thing. I mean, right? Fernando hasn't even come out with like a new Christmas toy yet, and I'm really upset because you know I was ready to fucking. You know, I had the trucks. I was hoping I had the trains. You know, we're, I was expecting something else, maybe like a GNR plane or a helicopter. I wanted to complete the set. Well, what well, about they, that guy's review of all this, all the new songs? Okay, I wanted to bring that up. I, I wanted to bring that up. What, what is there any validity to that? Is it anywhere even close to being legit? Is or did you is read it, it? I did. Yeah. Did you read his like review of all the songs? Yes. Do you think, does that sound made up? Well, I don't know. It's not, it's, yeah, of course it sounds made up, but I mean, I don't know who that poster is, right? So, Franz, what is your opinion, buddy? I have, I I have no clue what you're talking about. Uh, I guess I missed that. What's that guy? Franz, I'll send it to you. What? Well, I haven't heard about it at at all. I mean, the last thing I heard was uh, the, the the interview with Slash about the box set coming out, which is interesting. Right. But so go on about he, the reviews. I haven't read it. He, he mentioned in that interview that there's going to be two live shows. Yeah. Um, did he say whether it's going to be um, like a Blu-ray of the live shows or if it's going to be um, uh, uh, a disc of the live shows? And he mentioned the Ritz show. That's not like the like the quote unquote famous rich show from from what was it eighty eight or is it or is it another one? Do you know? No, I don't know. And he uh, he also said a couple of shows, so it could be more shows. And I was fucking happy until somebody said, "Hey, is it going to be audio or video?" Because I was already expecting video. But right. yeah, it's going to be probably going to be audio. Also, he said it was an early nineties Ritz. That's what so, he said. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what he said. So it could be yeah, ninety-one. Yeah, yeah. So but, I was, I was just wondering if he was, if he was misquoted or if he spoke wrong or, 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 uh, you know what I mean? If it was a mistake, because yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody knows that Rich show. I think we talked about it on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, everybody yeah. knows that Rich show, Rich show. From, we have like know? fifty versions of it already. Everybody's seen it and their mothers. So true. yeah, true. So. But 91 would be very interesting, and yeah. uh, especially because they shot that on film, 8mm, so they could bring it out in very high quality. But yeah, knowing Fernando, and it's not going to happen. Uh, it probably will be like the 88 show. I don't know, but um, yeah, seems most likely. And then there's right. this Vegas, Vegas show he mentions, and uh, that should be the Las Vegas show from January in 1992. Okay, because uh, he he said also said that he met his ex-wife after that show, so that's yeah. definitely that one. Okay, 
and uh, there's also already some video snippets of that show. Yeah, everything was filmed, of course, but um, yeah. yeah. I, and I'm, you said, yeah, you know, yes, sorry. Sorry, you said they shot that on eight millimeter? Yeah, the first three warm up shows, they shot that on eight, on, uh, uh, on eight millimeter, yes. So was there originally any intention of releasing it? I mean, you don't just shoot stuff on eight millimeter for the for shits and giggles, right? I mean, you usually no. shoot it on, you know, so was there originally supposed to be released or, or were they, were they taped on eight millimeter? Basically what I'm trying to ask is, do you know if they were taped on eight millimeter um, for a reason, for a specific reason? Well, there were three shows, uh, warm-up shows, San Francisco and one at the Vantages and the Ritz one. And yeah, of course, they 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 released the Ritz one. They made the uh, "You Could Be Mine" video clip from. Okay. So um, and that's not yeah, it's not available in high in, in in high quality or at least not in full. Yeah, well, there are some versions, but anyways, um, there are also three. Oh, I think there were two more clips from the Pantages, but what they did is they, in the Appetite for, the, uh, Appetite for Destruction uh, box, they put a new version of It's So Easy. They remastered it, and that one's very high quality. And uh, that was also shot at one of those three shows. I think it, yeah, I'm not sure which, which, uh, which venue it was. But I don't know why they shot it in that high quality. I mean, there's no, yeah, there's no logic to it. Right. But they already did release some video of it from those Gentlemen, can I make a statement? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> you guys asked about that list. Uh, one of the things that I can confirm on that list is that the description of Seven is completely inaccurate, um, 100% inaccurate, um, not even close. So just by that alone, I can confirm that is 100% bullshit because the description of Seven, once again, Confirmed is not accurate. What's 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 uh, what's the description of seven then? I will uh, I will yeah. actually read that to you right now. Let me see what the person wrote again. I I, I, I gazed over it because I thought it was a uh, pretty uh, you know I appreciate the effort. I fucking I love the effort. That the effort A plus. Okay, execution not that good. Here here's what they wrote for seven. Which now it's fucking all. Doo -doo 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 -doo. All right. So the person writes, yes, yes, yes. This is quality I was waiting for. Epic song, 10 for 10. Think of a mix between Circus Maximus, Detune, Curly Shuffle, and Poison Heart. I mean, really, Axel, what were you thinking to discard the song for Chinese democracy? Why did you put Scrapped instead? Oh, you need serious help, Axel Royals. Tears on my eyes, really. Well, first off, this person clearly has a shitty grasp of the English language like myself, so I, I can understand him. But secondly, he doesn't fucking describe that song in any bit of correct fashion or manner. And uh, that's that's my comment. All right. So what do you know it as then? Something different. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> next. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so, um, friends, you said uh, just before that on the... Appetite for Destruction, Locked and Loaded. Uh, there was yeah. a new version of e It's So Easy. Yeah, there was a there. There already was circulating an old video clip of It's So Easy, but it never got released or used or anything. But it was there already there, and they yeah they remastered it or they put in a new version because there was actually only one video clip on the whole box. There was a Blu-ray with um, 
the 5.1 sound divided yeah. into different channels and it also contained this video clip and it's a high quality clip and it's it's been reworked it's a bit different from the original and yeah it's really cool by the way and um so yeah they i guess they use those tapes to make that okay so uh, so yeah there's a chance they are working on it but yeah i don't know man i i guess not you know with with today with guns and roses you just I, uh, <clears throat> you just you don't don't have to expect anything, you know, and still get disappointed. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Fran, you've had dealings as I have with actually talking to people around the band, and it always seems like they tell you positive things. They tell you that things are going in the right direction, that things are done, things are happening, but they never deliver, and they always no. have excuses of why they don't deliver, and it's it's horrible because they cock tease us the whole time. I think Fernando is excellent at cock teasing. I, th- I have no personal issue with the man, but I think he cock teases the fans. Yeah, we're still waiting for the April 1st show. He <laughs> promised to the release or show us, you know, the reunion show, the first one. <clears throat> he, yeah, he clearly said that they were, they were going to start with that. <clears throat> he disappears. He, he'll appear and he'll make claims like, you know, Franz was just bringing up there. And he'll disappear. And I think that's a real negative thing. I mean, I think it's positive that he's reached out to the community, that he did the interview that one time in the war room. Uh, sorry that there was a, a friend you were there, but instead of you, I really lacked a testicular fortitude it needed. Um, I, I just think with Fernando that he, he's involved, but he's not involved in the correct ways. Like he'll promote a fucking children's book instead of coming on and going, hey, guys, got any questions about, you know, what's going on with the tour? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I personally, I think he ain't managing the band at all. It's the, that beta calls the shots and he's just the face of the manager being pushed forward, you know, telling us off or yeah, keeping us quiet, that sort of thing. That's the I idea actually, I get from it. I would actually disagree with that. I, I mean, I yeah. know I'm going to come across as blowing Fernando here, but from what I've heard, he's actually very competent in his position of being a live tour manager. Now, being a manager that gets a fucking record put out, I can't say, but being a live tour manager, he's actually been, you know, Live Nation likes dealing with him. He's been good to deal with. So, I mean, he's done everything to make his company money that he should. From a perspective of being a manager to make money and profit off, you know, what you have, he does his job well. He just is doing really shitty PR. Even though, hey, can I speak of some positive things real quick? And, friends, I want you to touch on this, and JB, too, if you don't mind. Uh, Did you guys hear that about Slash? uh, There's a fan on YouTube. He had all these Slash videos up. He had a big group and everything like that. And then our our dear friend fucking Dipshit Mojo, which, hey, fuckhead, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. I'll put your trailer in a goddamn swamp. Um, He uh, he decided to take down the fucking uh, channel. And uh, Slash came in like an all-star and got the channel put back up. Gentlemen, comment? Yeah, I noticed that. That's fucking cool, man. That's really awesome because this channel was really cool. And, you know, it's it was an uh, authority on Slash videos and stuff and Guns N' Roses. Yeah, related stuff. He, he playing covers and shit. And, yeah, suddenly his channel gets strikes. I think he got like, a, I don't, I'm not sure, but he got, he got many, many strikes out of the blue, you know, and... Uh, yeah, somehow he managed to reach out to Slash and Slash uh, fixed it for him, which is very, very cool because, uh, you know, yeah, it's just fucked up. Yeah, what can you say about the YouTube situation? It's just it's just awesome that Slash interfered with it and uh, got it all back. So I'm very happy for the guy. So 
I, I, I saw the headline. I didn't read the story. Um, I saw the headline. So it was, it was a slash chat, a channel dedicated to slash on YouTube. Yeah, uh, no, not, yeah. Not, not yeah, not necessarily to slash, but yeah, in general, yes. And I guess it had like, like his music videos on it and interviews and stuff. And did some of that stuff include Guns N' Roses stuff? No, it was yeah. mostly like Nico playing covers, covers yeah. of oh, Slash okay. and Guns N' Roses. Okay. Yes, that's it. Okay, he's playing covers, and they. He got some strikes against him from Fuckhead there in 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 the trailer, and that is pretty cool. That if that Slash came to to his defense, that's that's actually really fucking cool. Like props to Slash for doing that. Absolutely, man. And you know, um, I don't know if, if anything did cause any um, rifts in the Guns and Roses camp. I mean, um, like internally. I don't know if if anything happened, but you know if it did, um, you know again more props to Slash for for basically standing up and saying, "Hey, fuck you!" Right? But the whole reason that his channel got blocked, or the this is an example of how you can see that it's been reported manually because there's like a ton of channels with Guns N' Roses covers, you know, and suddenly his channel gets striked. So it's done on purpose or done not by computer or um, some sort of uh, yeah, uh, how do you call it? I'm not sure what name is, but algorithms, yes. But um, just pure by someone personally. Um, that that's yeah, that's how you know. So yeah, that's and um, yeah, that's why it's so cool that Slash got it back for him. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Absolutely, that's really cool. What about you, JB? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Slash has always been good to his like his fan sites and stuff. You know, you're right about that. Um, I follow Slash on Twitter, and every now and then he'll he'll give a shout out to um, exactly. his Twitter fan sites, right? So um, Slash Fans UK, whatever, right? For example, he'll give a shout out to them saying, thank you for being uh, operational for the last four years and promoting my my stuff whatever right you know so yeah you're right about that jb he always he's always he does look out for his fans more so than than some other people i think it's important that it happens that way that like one slash and other people in the band do positive things for the fans then you know even though we're called the haters we need to acknowledge the fact that hey that's a good fucking thing we're, we're happy to see that you know there's some acknowledgement of hey thank you guys for being fans that let me do my whole career they'll let me live on my dream thank you for doing that and uh paying to you know see me and you know hear my music um that'd be nice if some other people in the band did that um you know, we're not talking about Richard Fortas, who has an excellent fan club. By the way, folks, if you want to find yourself an excellent fan club, go to the Richard Fortas fan club on Facebook and <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, they're French, but boy, gee golly, they're nice fellas, generally speaking. Anyways, uh, friends. I heard Towels is a friend. Towels a fan, right? Towels a fan? Yeah. Richard Fortas? Oh, Towels a huge I, fan. Oh, I yeah. saw him. It's some nice comments during a live session with him. You oh, remember? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, to go on about a bit about Slash, you know, with his solo career, you know, you can love it or hate it, but you know, when he finishes his tour, he brings out a DVD every year. You know, it's totally different management. You can see that yeah. much more professional video clips. The, you name it, man, they got it. 
and the GNR, you just have to sit and wait and whatever the fuck happens or not. The very first show that, um, the very first tour that Slash did with Miles Kennedy, um, I think it was for um, that um, album of, uh, with all the different singers, just the Slash album. I think it was shortly after that, um, I went to see him. And it was really cool because um, you could get uh, a, a, um, uh, not a DVD, a CD made of the show from that night. So we had like uh, a machine there and it would it would uh, take it right from the soundboard and he would process it. They would process it there for you and you would go home with that show that you That's just awesome. saw. Yeah, Metallica was, was doing that. Metallica was doing that for years already. You know, oh, were every they? show you can you buy it. That's fucking nice right but honestly you know i'm not interested in buying any gnr show from last year because it's horrible yeah. so yeah. yeah agreed agreed i don't want to i don't want to hear it back in, in better quality because it will be better quality will mean more horrible right well the thing right now is they're starting to get desperate if you're seeing by what they're doing for their media and marketing they uh they got their hard school video which isn't even another music video it's another fucking cheap lazy fucking yeah. Graphic oh, video design shit out uh, of the lyrics on top of it. And they promoted it, guys, on Good Morning Football. They did that because they Good Morning Football is probably in its time slot, the number one rated show for uh, males 18 to 49. But they're not, they're like, they're going after boomer adult guys that shop at Walmart. And like their nostalgia act is really starting to wear off by them having to go to be that desperate. Franz, you were going to say something, buddy? Go. No, yeah, well, yeah, I was just thinking about that video. I mean, it's another cheap effort. I mean, and releasing it on a channel on a time slot that, that late or that early. And just a cheap-ass video, you know, it's it's just laughable. I mean, out of the blue, why? Suddenly, <clears throat> and why? We're still waiting for this release of Absurd, or, or was it Hard School? I'm not sure. On vinyl, you know, when it's coming? March, June? I'm not sure. I mean, so, who gives uh, a fuck? That, that's when it's coming. Like, people don't realize, like, yeah, who gives a fuck, actually? Yeah. Yeah. Me not, it's not get me. To be less of who gives a fuck. The longer I, I used to talk to a guy who was a friend of mine that would always say, uh, Gene R can always just tour because there's a, their name. Buddy, they're fucking, they're fading out quick, man. They're they're becoming like well, Motley Crue level of irrelevant. Well, they, they, they were the seventh highest grossing tour last year. And how many tours were there last year? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but they, you know they, they they're going up against, uh, like the Eagles were in there. Obviously, uh, the, the Stones. Eagles, were how there. many of the Eagles are alive? I know, I know. I'm just hey man, I'm just relaying the info here. <laughs> um, the and, Super Spreader you know, tour. Some they're going up some against some pretty serious pop acts, right? And they played. I mean, they played probably a similar amount number of shows as. The Stones did, um, sold maybe this close amount of tickets, but I mean, the Stones made way more. They were, I think the Stones came in at number one, but my point is that, you know, they're going up against, like I said, they're going up against some of these pretty big pop acts and these acts were selling like three times the amount of tickets that Guns N' Roses were. Right. So obviously they're going to be higher. They played more shows, you know, and Guns N' Roses came in pretty respective respectively on that list at number seven you know so people are still buying their tickets and people are still going to the shows yeah what were you talking about this this um 
um, super spreader to a ride? Did they also measure how many people they infected with COVID? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, because I guess that they're on top of that list too. Oh, they're definitely on top. Most dangerous band in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyways, um, yeah, you know, the thing is, I think the younger people, um, I'm older myself, you know, but the younger people that like GNR or discover GNR, they don't see the old images on, on, on YouTube anymore because they're gone. So, yeah, they're not used to what, what it can be, I guess. And, um, yeah, you know, I think talking about reunion shows, they did a couple of, uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I'm not an, an USA specialist, but I think they, they, they did the states that they already skipped before, right? Um, of course, they did certain states twice, but I think they went to places they haven't been before yet in the USA. But actually, if uh, if you think about it, when you go to a reunion sh show, you know it's it's going to be fun for one time. I mean, uh, yeah. my my friends are reunion fans. I mean, they like GNR, but that is not just my. You know, I I, I went to like five or six shows already. They've seen it once, and then it's enough. So you can go on forever with that in my opinion, and um, I'm pretty amazed that it's still uh, <clears throat> so many people go there because it's the same show for, for our family, like five, four or five years already, and they, they said they will be changing stuff about the show, but it was still like two or three new songs. I mean, yeah, it's really bad. I mean, yeah. When, so when, when I saw um, the Not in a Lifetime tour, and I'm with you, it's, it's you see them once, right? Like, I, I have... <laughs> zero interest in seeing them again right because i saw that show and when i did go the funny thing is is that when i did go to the the edmonton show for not in this lifetime that was at the beginning of the uh, beginning ish of the of the reunion tour and i just remember like i had a great time and it was fun and everything you know um yeah. but i just remember thinking at the time i'm like I fucking saw this same show in 1991. You yeah. know what I mean? Except for, you know, except for a few of the different covers. Like, mm -hmm. you know, there's Slash doing his his um, Godfather um, solo, right? Going into You Could Be Mine. And I'm like, I'm like, this is fun and everything. It's great. But this is the same show as 1991. Like, come on. Like, this is, it's, it's, it's kind of silly. JB, yeah. what do you think? It's kind of silly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I fucking love when you just chime in with just like moments of like brilliance. But uh, I mean, JB, what yeah, was you saw GNR? I saw them in, I think it was 92. And then I saw them, I think it was 06. That's it. So you haven't seen the reunion yet? No. I mean, now if they were doing like a special, like come on down to Caesar's Palace, you get fucking, you know, all you can eat buffet and Guns N' Roses, fucking two night stay, three hundred bucks. Would you do it? I, I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to go because you know, but I'm like they they come around here. It's like every four years or something, they come and they play one show in Boston on like a Tuesday night. And it's like yeah. 300 bucks, and I'm just like, yeah. nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah that's also, you know, you know, 
fucking much money, man. Especially in the USA, the, the prices are, you know, in Europe, the prices are, are not that bad. But for European terms, they're already fucking high. But in USA, it's even more high. It's insane, man. And when you go start a world tour, you know, you expect someone to, to be fit for it, you know, to, to exercise for it. And with Axel, it seems like they just pull him out of his closet and say, hey, again, perform, you know. Look at this way, guys. He's still forgetting lyrics and shit, you know, it's... After all these fucking years, see, after all these fucking years, he still uses a fucking teleprompter. Yes. Gentlemen, like, still forgets lyrics. Like, I need to bring up this point right now. The point I like to bring up is this. We recently had a music legend, all right? Somebody you could say is as big as Guns N' Roses in the music industry release new music. Do it in a very exciting way. And also involve Jimmy Ione. Hey, hey, Jimmy, how you doing? You know, Jimmy and Jamie Ione, great guys. But guys, the new Dr. Dre shit just fucking hit. It was on the Grand Theft Auto DLC for online, and his music came out. They got some tracks with Eminem and him. And I'm telling you, this Dr. Dre shit is legitimate good. The marketing behind it is brilliant. It's it's creating a buzz like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I, I know I'm a fucking little white guy down here, but I'm telling you what, this Dr. Dre new album is fucking great. Dre has a new album? Yeah. Really? Uh, I yeah. know he's in Grand Theft Auto DLC, but I haven't played it yet. Dude, it's fucking amazing. The DLC has Franklin in it. It's fucking great. Franklin Lamar rule chops back. Uh, Dr. Dre is awesome in it. Jimmy Ioni's hilarious in it. And uh, it, it's really, it's a good fucking DLC, number one. Number two, the music in it, like, this is Dr. Dre, like, chronic levels guys it is legit fucking awesome like the old school wannabe hip hopper and you will come out i mean at least it that with me i i heard about it you know and i'm still playing red dead online and we got double payouts on deliveries that's it no dlc at all that's fucked up but that's I, I love you friends how how in the fuck are you still playing red dead is yeah, it just like you know. and like three guys oh yeah sort of no i i just love that game you know and um, yeah we're waiting for dlc and then you know, no, Grand are you Auto. on PC on Red Dead? Yeah, yes, yes, I am. But um, yeah, the the DLC is uh, for um, GTA is amazing. I heard about it, and it just released only a few days back, I guess. And it's top notch yeah. quality. But um, top notch quality, and Dr. Dre's music's throughout the whole thing, and like there's new, he's in it, but there's new Dr. Dre music. So like when you're thinking about like, hey, what can a band do? And especially with a guy like Jimmy Ione, who was deeply involved with Axl Rose for many, many years, you know, the fact that he can make sure that Dr. Dre gets on there, does this thing that's going to make, you know, 100 million people who play this fucking game, you know, get their eyes on it. And Dr. Dre is going to be the biggest thing in music once again within two months. Yeah. Well, look, the, the, the fact is that Axl is lazy as fuck, so there's no new music at all. That's, Speaking that's of being lazy point. as fuck, last week, boys, we missed the AMAs. Yeah. So GNR Liars, we got fucking Franz, we got JB, and we got myself. You want to ask some questions? We'll give you some answers. Yes, sir. Let me let me pull up. Let me get my lists here. Um, Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> so um, let's. Uh, here we go. The AMA. So I have. There was a question. Um, one of the questions was 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 for uh, ET, um, but he's not here today. So we're gonna go around the horn. And uh, we're going to ask um, every one of you what you think, because uh, unfortunately, Mr. E.T. is uh, not here to ask the questions. So the question was from 
all I can think of E.T. phone home. Mr. Frank Drebin asked a question. Why does E.T. like the song Scraped so much? What is it about it that he likes? So seeing as he's not here, we'll start with J.P. What can you say about Scraped, J.P.? What do I like about it or what does E.T. like about it? Well, you can choose to answer the question any way you want. That that's the beauty of the AMAs because there are no set answers. I I think that what ET likes is uh every song on Chinese democracy illustrates a different aspect of Axel Rose's mental illness cocktail and the like every, there's something about every song that that you could talk about and be like, why did he make these decisions? Why did he do this? And like scraped is, it's, it's. I'd say it's the worst song on the album. There's that like audible glitch in the beginning of the song, uh, and there's a a word. I think he says like inconquerable. He makes up like a word. He's the only person that's like ever used it, you know? Uh, so it's got like so much weird Axel stuff. And it's so obviously like just some song. They kind of like paste it together at the last minute. Um, Scraped it together. Yeah. Scraped together. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, and if you look at the, that album through that lens of like, wow, look, I mean, he tinkered with it for 10 years to come up with that. I mean, <laughs> look at all the overdubs on, on the user illusions, you know, those I think were good, you know, I mean, like, I like a lot of like Izzy's demos of his, all of his songs for that album. Those sound cool and stuff, but like all of those crazy different weird overdubs, like every song on the album has like all these bells and whistles on the, on the use your illusion albums, you know, like the phone call in the middle of knocking on heaven's door. You know, I'm, I'm, I personally like love that, you know? Yep. And uh, so I think like that those decisions paid off Axel, like sitting behind them, the, the, the control board, like smoking weed and like doing all this weird stuff kind of like paid off and made those albums, you know, like there's a lot, you could go back to them. There's a lot in there. Uh, but, yeah. uh, but uh, the, the execution was very flawed for Chinese, demo the Chinese democracy songs. They're just crazy. They just sound crazy. It always reminds me of, um, I was watching an interview with, uh, or listening to an interview with uh, one of the Gallagher brothers from Oasis, and they were talking about their, at the time, their new song, Do You Know What I Mean? If you remember that song, um, they released, it's like six minutes long, and the intro is um, just layers upon layers of these guitars, and um, he was talking about uh, being in the studio, just fucking blazed out of his mind on cocaine. 
Like he was just on a cocaine bender doing line after line. And that's why they added so many layers to the beginning of that song because they thought it sounded like they were so high. They thought it, thought it sounded fucking great. Right. And he's like, now I listen to it. And it's like, it's just a fucking bloody mess. Right. So it, that's, that's, that's what it, a lot of the stuff on Chinese democracy, it always reminds me of that. All these layers, just the Axel sitting in the studio, fucking high as balls, just fucking putting more layers on. That sounds good. Put it on more, more, more. <laughs> you know, you know, my, my whole problem with Chinese democracy is the lyrics. I mean, I'm sorry for you. What the fuck, man? Where are the songs about drugs and uh, women and, and violence and that sort of shit, you know? And, um, Years and years and years and years ago, I wrote some comment on Blabbermouth, I think it was, and it was also a discussion about um, Chinese democracy. And one guy made this comment and he said, it's, it's about time Axel gets fucked up in the ass by his uncle again, so he starts making angry songs again, you know, and I lost my fucking ass for a week, really. Oh, but you know, the lyrics on that album, I mean, love and that sort of shit, you know, it's just, yeah, in my opinion, it's so fucking bad. I don't even yeah. know exactly what song scrape this. Um, you're probably oh, yeah, better, you're probably better off for not knowing. What's yeah. your take, Brasky? Well, I think the reason that Mr. E.T. likes that song so much is because if you listen to Scrape, it's uh, you know where it's a eh, don't you just step it near, eh, th- that part of the song reminds E.T. of his Asian whore. You know the married Asian whore that uh, <laughs> you know, he uh, he can fuck at any time, but uh, he doesn't. It just reminds him of her, so that's why I think he uh, he loves the song. It's a it's a it's a deep secret, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. The next one that we have, I'm gonna actually handle this one. Um, Oof, this that's is, what she said. <laughs> I hope so. This one is is from um, um, our good friend Frank Drebin. Um, oh. He wants to, he wants to know what my favorite Celine Dion song is. Uh, now, what part um, will I, go I, on? I'm I'm assuming he's asking what my favorite Celine Dion song is because he knows I'm I'm from La Belle Province, that's Quebec, right? So he knows I'm from Quebec. But it's funny that he asked that because um, I don't even know if you guys will know what this word means. It's it's very prevalent in Quebec, but I'm an Anglophone from Quebec. So an Anglophone means I'm an English-speaking Quebecer, right? And very much in the minority in that province. Whereas Celine Dion is a Francophone, um, which is the majority of the people from that province who speak as their mother tongue, French. So I, I don't have a, f- a favorite Celine Dion song because she's kind of a traitor to herself and her people because she is a Francophone from that French-speaking province. And she got very successful singing in English. So she can fuck off. Okay. And the non-Canadian answer to that folks is it's all coming back to me by Celine Dion. It is an all time classic. So let that bitch jam. Um, But that's the non-Canadian answer. Uh, GNR Lyers, next question. Okay. Next question. We are at the scraped. There are no stupid questions. All right. Friends, especially JB. And Brasky, if you guys are buying candles for your significant others, would it be vagina in- incensed or fart incensed? The scented candles. <clears throat> if you were buying smell like either candles, pussy or farts, yes. And again, that's that's another question from our good friend Frank Drebin. Um, 
Yeah. Farts candles or pussy candles? Pussy no, what candles. kind of pussy? What kind of farts? You ever heard of a pussy fart? Oh, oh yeah, now it's something. <laughs> Is that something too? <laughs> it's just how can I go for the vagina? It's choosing between two bad things, I guess. Hey JB, when was the last time you made a pussy become a puppet? Oh, I was just uh, telling my significant other tonight that I was going to muppet her. Not <laughs> <laughs> a boy. Not a boy. Good man. All right, and then the final question, boys, is also um, from our friend Frank Draven, who's been busy. Jesus. Yeah, he's been busy, but uh, Frank, I, I appreciate, I appreciate the questions, and uh, I hope, I hope we give uh, some some solid answers for you. But this one is for you, Brasky, um, specifically. Uh, he wants to know if um, Absurd and Hard School are on the next album. Dude, I have no fucking clue. I have no idea what this band. There won't doing. be an album. Sorry for underpairing. As uh, Franz will have more of a clue when it comes to what Gina is currently doing, I am completely out of the fucking loop. Anyone tells you differently is wrong. I have no fucking desire to know what's going on, and I really don't know what's going on currently with anything actively with the band in that aspect. So I have no idea. Do you think there will be a new album? Nah. I think it's done. I think that Axel's is being a douche and keeps tinkering with it. I think it's been done since the end of 2019. I'll stand by that. No, I don't think there's going to be an album because they just, yeah, see the two last songs, you know, they're just warmed up shit. Chinese leftovers. Well, what do you think the rest of the album's going to be? Yeah, same, but there's not, they're going to be an album. You know, how long are we waiting for a release of the hard school? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if if people on forums weren't pushing the song or some guy who sent some emails about the song, to certain outlets, media yeah, that outlets. was haters. I think our fellow fucking yeah, GFNR okay. member, haters gonna hate, went on a fucking media campaign for hard school. I think that kind of forced them into doing hard school at the end of the tour, especially you know, um, yeah, I guess it's that's that's the reason. I thought they did it because there was a Discord admin that promised to eat a shoe, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, I eat my fucking shoe and my other shoe, and you know, I eat anything if a new album releases. Of course you would. Because there's not going to be one, I guess. You know, I mean, what's Axel doing all this time? Um, Sitting what, on his what fucking What do old ass? people that have money do? I don't know. Hire that. some bitches. What? I bet he's going to get at golf. No. no I, I really wonder what he's doing See, all day, I, man. Axel playing golf. I mean. Dude, the days go fast. <laughs> The days go by fast. He takes has to take care of that. He's lived in that one house his whole like adult life. He's got to take you know that's an old house now. He's got to take care of the house and the cats and you know. I mean, haven't you guys ever like just had like been lazy? The days go fast. You got but you know you sleep late and then. Then you you know you and Beta have like lunch and you have some like couple drinks and then you take a nap and then you watch the news and then you go to bed. Gina liars. 
Yes. Do you know Red Green? Uh, not personally. I know of him. I'm just picturing the way that JB is describing Axel, that he's just living a red green lifestyle. You know, something breaks. Here's Axel, with some fucking duct tape, just, you know, going around the house, just red green in the whole place up. It's, it's a really lovely thought I'm having. Yeah. By the way, his cat is dead, I guess. So that's no option. Well, he's got a bunch <laughs> Jesus, of cats. Friends? He's got a bunch of cats, friends. Yeah. But one is dead, right? So that's, that's yeah, right. I'm sure he's got another I'm one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. At least he's got some pussy in his house. <laughs> so this is uh um just talking I see him about gardening <laughs> that's what i see i see him gardening you know <laughs> oh dude i wish that you know we're hoping everything's okay with miser and uh his uh cousin uh but one thing that i wish we really touched upon when he was on earlier was uh did that fucking drain get fixed without having to call a plumber you got to remind me uh gnr liars we need to find out the whole story about the uh the drain you know that's the one that's fat work logged I, when I, I'm sorry, man. When he said that he's gonna call the fucking plumber for a fucking clogged toilet, I mean, there comes a time when, when you, you, you gotta, I mean, you gotta be a man and do stuff, right? I mean, uh, it, there's professionals there for for a reason, but I don't, I don't think there's professionals needed for a, a clogged toilet. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't know if I said we'll this last week. week. Sure. We'll address that for sure. Um, did you guys see, happen to see, this is going just about, um, unreleased shit. There was, uh, an interview floating around, uh, I guess maybe a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure with, uh, who's the guitarist that played with Izzy and the Juju Hounds. He used to play in the Georgia satellites too. Um, yeah, uh, Rick, uh, Rick Richards. I believe that's his name. Yeah. Anyway, he, he did an interview. Um, I think it was on, uh, one of those uh live wire or whatever it's called and anyway he was talking about um that izzy apparently has hundreds and hundreds of songs recorded that are also kind of in the quote-unquote vault you know i say what you want about the guy say what you want about his solo stuff it's underwhelming that you know most of the time i mean he does have some good songs here and there but generally you know it's What's the same with the slash i mean yeah it's the same with slash yeah for sure you know he's, it, he's performing and stuff and actually yeah. just sitting there feeding his fucking cats yeah exactly i i'd love i'd love to to get izzy to release some of that or or pass it on to to axel and slash and to a much 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 lesser extent duff um and get them to do a song like if if you know what i mean like I don't know how much creative forces or energy Axel has anymore. I don't think he has any. So if somebody with the caliber of, of songwriting that of, of Izzy's would were to come to him and present him some songs that they could work on. I mean, it, it's already done. The structure is there, whatever. Axel would just have to put some, some lyrics to it. You know, I, I'd love to hear that, but I mean, the, 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 this, that, that ever happening is, is probably slim to none. But uh, let me say something to it. Because, you know, with this, not in this lifetime tour, I mean, there are so many songs they could have performed that actually even suit Axel's voice maybe better. And, you know, they just they just don't do it. They just don't fucking do it. You know, even though they, they are not new songs, they're not performing. There's so many songs they, they could have performed. And instead of that, choose for Wichita Lineman or other fucking crap. 
I mean, that yeah. says it all, you know. And the fact that Slash is playing CD songs, you know, they could play more Velvet Revolver songs. You love them, hate them, or Slash solo songs. I mean, Anastasia would be fucking great if they could perform it with Axel on lyrics. But, yeah. you know, it's just fucking lazy, Axel. I mean, the songs are there. Do the fans a favor, you know, change the set list. I mean, it's so fucking, it's so fucking easy. From which band was that again? I mean, you know, why did, yeah, it's just, it blows my mind that they're not just performing. I mean, all these fucking covers and, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. that obsession, that's a song that could suit Axel's voice pretty well right now, Dust and Bones. I mean, all those songs that are there and they're even not performing them, let alone create new songs. You know, it, it's funny that you, that you say that because, um, like I said before that, you know, it was the same show I saw in 1991. A year before that, in 1990, um, I saw Guns N' Roses in Toronto. Uh, they did two shows. I saw I saw Night 2. And I went on to Setlist FM very recently um, to find out when that show was and what the Setlist was. Because I remember it was um, before they Use Your Illusions came out, right? They they did. Yes, they did. And they also yeah. played November Rain, uh, yeah. which was very, very in its infancy. But I looked at the day before of the show, completely different set list. Yes, like exactly. Completely different set list. And then you get this, this not in the lifetime, it's literally the same fucking shit night after night and after night. I mean, it's, it, there's no imagination to it whatsoever. And to boot, to what you were saying, Franz, Axel sounds like shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's doing, they're yeah. doing the same thing over and over each night. And it sounds fucking terrible. I, I, I agree. I agree. But I do have to say, you know, I, I've, I've seen this show not in this lifetime like five times, and you know when you're there and you have a beer and you're you're just enjoying yourself, you don't hear it that good. But when you listen it back, it's just like fucking terrible. It's just completely you know, agree. Completely agree. Imagination, you know. And uh, but uh, yeah, talking about those those two Canadian shows, they were fucking amazing and so bad that there's two recordings of them, but they're pretty dark, but they're pretty good film. And those setlists were amazing also, you know, they were still experimenting which, with the songs because it was at yeah. the start of the Use Your Illusion tour and they, that, that, that they play Back Off Bitch, you know, they, that's fucking amazing. I mean, they yeah. haven't played that for years and that shit, you know, so, but nowadays it's just, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that Toronto show that I saw was, like, it was unbelievable, man. It was unbelievable. It just and if I'm not mistaken, Skid Row opened for them. Yeah, and, and I uh, think Bach joined them on stage later for a song. Did yeah, he did. Crazy. Uh, yeah, it was it was so good. It just it, like both of them, like Skid Row and uh, Guns N' Roses, were just on the top of their game, man. And they sounded both bands sounded so amazing, especially Guns N' Roses. They sounded so fucking good, man. And you know, it, it, there was the, the the stadium where they played was packed, so was, you know what I mean. It was it was in the middle of summer. It's an outdoor stadium. It was fucking great, man. It's probably probably the best concert I've ever been to. But you know what I also wonder is that there's almost no critique at these GNR shows, not by any big outlet. There's no negative things about it. Uh, I mean, everybody hears that it's like fucking crap nowadays, right? And yeah. I mean. Doesn't Slash think, man, what the fuck is wrong with your voice, man? I mean, nobody 
dares telling Axel that he sounds like shit these days, or what is it? I mean, it's money, man. They're making so much fucking money. I like, know, I know, I know. But where are the critics? Boring. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I I guarantee you, when they're up there, it's like Slash just fucking shoots a look over at Dolphin and they kind of fucking like what yeah. the fuck, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but money talks, right? Cancer, pure fucking ear cancer, man. Yeah, like, but but money talks, man. Like, I know they I know. they made a lot of money, man. They've of made course. a lot of money on this tour, so I I've always know, done the same, probably. Force, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. But the, but the magazines or media outlets, they must hear it too, man. And there's no negativity. I mean, it's not all negative. I mean, but there's no critique in any sort of magazine or all you read is a perfect show, three hours long, which is pretty amazing. Actually, three hours long. I have to I have to give them that. It might be to it might be to what you said too. You know, when you're there, you you don't and and I can attest to this too. I agree with this. Like when you're there, you don't really hear it like you do when you see it on youtube the next day you know what i mean so yeah, maybe we'll blame youtube well, for it <laughs> you know, yeah yeah maybe the people that are writing this they're they're immersed in the the experience of of the of the concert and you know they they get home from that three that epic three hour show that they just saw and they're all fired up and they're like holy shit that was fucking amazing you know what i mean yeah that, yeah that could i be see that happen. But there have to be some music critic, uh, critic music writers that that yeah that you, I mean you still hear it if you pay good attention to it. Sure. But there's yeah you don't read that back anywhere you know so yeah it looks like. I mean guys I think we're being honest with our criticism and I think we're being honest with <clears throat> the fact that our expectations are nothing. I mean guys best case scenario we get shows six months from now in like. A little less than six months from now, I'm like fucking Mexico. What's going to be the big thing? They, they maybe do another song. Ooh, I mean, Atlas is going to be cool to hear, but I mean, I don't think Axel's going to be able to perform vocally. No, they will hit um, top one highest uh, affecting uh, career show. You know, do you really think these shows are going to continue? Because last night they announced the full lockdown in my country again. So yeah, this is going to be for a while. I guess. Eh, maybe not, dude, because, I mean, you are right. The fucking lockdowns are creeping up again. Uh, JB, how's it up uh, in your neck of the woods? People are just still, like, crazy about it. I mean, I, I'm... How many months into this thing are we now? Two right? years. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, almost, we're almost two years into it. I, I don't know anybody who's gotten sick or died, but like everybody who lives in Western mass, like wears a mask and like, is just like paranoid about COVID. Like everybody, but me is like just paranoid about it. And, uh, you know, it's Massachusetts and, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know. I see the news and it says like cases are going up, but like, I don't know what are cases. Cases just mean you tested positive. You know, it doesn't mean anything. So, and what they're saying too about this round, um, I, I like I, I'm I, I follow the, the NHL, the National Hockey League, right? So I follow it pretty closely, and it's it's going through the NHL right now. But you know, like you said, JB, yeah, cases are going up, but 
Um, the Calgary Flames, for example, they have um, over 30 players and staff members that have been tested positive in the last week, right? So they basically shut them down. But they had their doctor on the radio, on the hockey show, whatever, and uh, um, he was saying that the majority of these 30-plus people that tested positive, they're all asymptomatic or very minor symptoms, right? He said only a few have moderate symptoms being a fever and um, a, a low-grade fever and um, um, like like a cough, right? So, But isn't that so, because they're vaccinated? See, that's the, that's the other question. That's the other question, exactly. So you get these doctors coming out saying that people – uh, you know, the the is it the strain or the variant that is highly contagious but less severe, or or are the outcomes less severe because the people are vaccinated? That's the million dollar question, right? And nobody seems to be addressing that. Well, they just here, are yeah. they it there? No, no. In my country, I'm from the Netherlands, by the way. But in my country, you know. People that are in intensive care, because a lot of people get sick, but they, they, they don't need to go to the hospital. Right. But in the intensive care, you know, the people that are there are mainly, mainly non-vaccinated people, plus vaccinated people with underlying conditions, you know. Yes, yes. So, um, so yeah, I guess the vaccine does something and protects us from getting real sick. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, yeah, it's, and it's funny, too, because... Um, here in Canada, um, just this week, so probably two days ago, so Christmas is a week away, as you know. So just two days ago, or maybe even yesterday, they came out and said in Ontario that there was like 2,000 cases in Ontario yesterday or whatever. And they said, you know, it's all fear-mongering. They said, if we don't do something right now, by, by Christmas, which is a week away, we're going to have over 10,000 cases a day. And then by the first week of January, our whole medical system is going to be completely overwhelmed to the point that we're not going to be able to function at all. I, I hear that. And I'm like, okay, hey, Christmas is a fucking week away. You're going to go from 2,000 cases to 10,000 cases. And maybe I'm wrong. I, I mean, maybe this will happen. I don't know. Only time will tell. But to me, to for them to say, we're going from 2,000 cases and then in seven days, you're going to be over 10,000 cases a day. That's you're just pumping fear into people. And I don't think that's the proper, proper approach to what's going on right now. I, I think there might be a better way to handle it instead of scaring people even more two years into a fucking pandemic. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, you know, last night they had this press conference and they told us that we should go today in a full lockdown. So barbershops are closing, uh, uh, you know, bars and pubs are closing and we're just total full lockdown. And But the thing is, they don't know, you know, but they're only like, they're only like, it, and that's make, what makes it sound so amateuristic, you know? I mean, it's, it's kind of like they're doing something or trying stuff, but they, they only can tell, uh, within 10 days, they can tell if this Omicron version is uh, really as bad or only more infect, uh, uh, affecting people. But um, yeah, they gotta act now because you know, you're know you already ahead of, I mean, if you if you count 10,000 um, people today, in real time, there are already 15,000 because you know, you, with the incubation sure. time and shit and yeah, but, if, if, but 
governments are ever always doing it wrong because if they don't act now and people die, then they're bad. But if they don't act, act now and, and nobody's dying, they're also bad, you know? So yeah, yeah. they're, they're in a no win situation. Yeah, yeah. And nobody knows and everybody's copying every other country. And, you know, I think UK is like ahead of us. I think uh, Europe is also a bit ahead of USA with, with getting all these new cases and stuff. But it, yeah, in the UK, it's spreading like mad. The I heard there was a report today out 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 of uh, one of the doctors here on TV was talking about a report out of Denmark, um, and and some reports out of South Africa <clears throat> last week and then today out of Denmark to suggest that um, it is contagious but not as not as severe and that's what that's what the you know it it was just nice to hear. It, it doesn't take away from the responsibility of everybody. Like, sure, I'm going to get my vaccine. Sure, I've been vaccinated. I'll go get my vaccine, uh, you know, and, and I'll follow the rules. But it was just nice to hear that somebody saying this report in in putting a more positive spin on, on everything as opposed to just the fear that they've been putting out before. You know what I mean? It was just nice to hear that doctors say, you know, the, the reports are encouraging that it's it's it might very well be less severe than yeah, but yeah, exactly. That's what I heard too. That and that's probably the case that it's more contagious, you know, but less uh, damaging. Or um, yeah. but you still need the booster shot to be protected against it. That's what they also say. That's what they said too. Yeah, and you know, um, they they haven't it. They haven't opened up um, booster shots here yet for um, anybody under fifty. So if uh, you're over here, you can get your booster shot. Or if you're um, a native person, um, you can get a booster shot. But anybody under 50, they, they'll probably open it up next week. So uh, Same, same here, same here. And they're, they're going to do it day and night, you know, only to get ahead of, of the Omicron, you know. Yeah. Because uh, they're taking it serious. And then, of course, they, they, they recently um, made vaccinations available for children 5 to... 11 right so yeah uh, exactly same here same here so i i haven't i haven't taken my kids yet. well one of my kids is, is not old enough but i haven't taken my i have a six-year-old i haven't taken him to get vaccinated yet so um he's off school now so um we might wait a bit but um we'll get it done i mean i just fuck man i just want it to fucking end right like like i'm sick yeah. of i'm sick of wearing a fucking mask in the grocery store i'm sick of showing my QR code to get into a restaurant, you know what I mean? So, I yeah, just man, I understand. Because I haven't been out for like two years. I haven't seen any concert in two years. That's the worst of it. Because I used to love going to concerts and shit. But there's just not not a fucking thing to do. That's the worst of it, I guess. Yeah. But again, if you are working in a pub or a cafe and you lose your job, yeah, that's really fucked. Yeah. And that's that's not my case. So then I would think different about it. But uh, also, my kid. He, yeah, my ex-wife, she doesn't want to do anything with the vaccine. So I hope she gets COVID soon and she fucking dies because she's asthmatic too. But that's another story. <laughs> I was about to interrupt the show, but fuck that. I mean, Franz, any more comments you want to make about your love for your uh, former wife? No, no, no. That's enough. All right. <laughs> Uh, guys, anything uh, anyone wants to say before we hop off tonight? It's been a real fun show, real informative. Uh, JB, you got anything? No. Uh, just that uh, 
next year we're even better guys we're gonna top it we're gonna top it i like where his head's at friends do you have anything you like to say buddy yeah i would like to yeah i remember that and i think jb mentioned the phone call and knocking on heaven's door is that right jb that's right yeah did you know that there was one performance during the user illusion tour where axel actually did that phone call recording but by telling it or by singing it or by saying it really oh, that's cool yeah there's only one one show he did it yeah i have to look it up where i'll, sh- I'll share some clip about it but uh yeah that was really cool so that's what i wanted to mention nice all right Very france cool. it's great having you on here your original obviously you're uh, you know one of the guys who helped create the show so it's good that you're finally on uh gnr Lars, anything you want to say before we head out uh, that was a fun show tonight. Uh, friends, I had a really good time talking to you, and uh, I hope you come on again soon. That was really cool, man. And, I, will, uh, I will. I will be on time then. Because that was like Axl Rose right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, remember I, was watching, I was watching the Turtles, uh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sweet. Remember, and kids, remember, folks. Don't drink. And if you do, don't drive. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs>